If you've been wishing, hoping, and dreaming about taking your business from six figures to multi-six figures or multi-six figures to seven figures, then I want to make sure you get our new free guide, the multi-six and seven-figure scaling roadmap. Inside the guide, I pull back the curtains and I shared all the strategies that I used and they can help you too. First, they can help you triple your monthly sales. I shared proven strategies with you that led to a 3x increase in my monthly sales. Second, I show you exactly how to crush your limiting beliefs. Say goodbye to doubts like, you can't charge that much and there aren't enough ideal clients for you too. Third, how to only work with ideal clients. I show you how to become the go-to expert and attract only the perfect clients and referrals. And finally, I show you how to quantum leap to $20,000 plus every single month. I show you exactly how to take a quantum leap from $8,000 per month, for example, to $20,000 a month. You can absolutely break through your upper limit barrier and enjoy five and six figure months every single month. Make 2024 your dream come true year by downloading your free guide today. Just click the link in the show notes below. Welcome to Double Your Sales, your resources to selling strategies, tips, and best practices to take your performance to the next level. There's no reason you can't double your sales. So let's get to it with your sales coach, Ursula Menches. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Double Your Sales Now, where you learn all the tips, mindset shifts, tools, and strategies to two times your sales in any niche. I'm your host, Ursula Minches, and I can't wait to dive into today's show with the amazing, very cool Laura Stewart. I just want to say hello, Laura, and welcome to the show. Thanks, Ursula. It's great to be here. Excited to have you here. We met years ago. I hate it when we say years ago, because I feel like I'm aging with every show, but we met years ago at (laughs) Author 101, and I've had the pleasure of just watching your growth from afar, and I know you're going to talk to us today a little bit about your journey, which we'll get into, and um, just excited. I know we're going to have a really powerful conversation, especially with with your background, So, but before I tell you all about Laura, I do want to tell you a little bit about our sponsor today. We're so excited. We're getting more sponsors and more requests for sponsorship, so super grateful to everyone who has reached out about sponsorship. And today our sponsor is Nia Claire. She's a channel of divine wisdom. And the thing I love about Nia, she's she's actually one of our clients, but she's some people would say she's woo-woo, but Nia will tell you, she goes, I'm just one woo and the rest of me is a little bit corporate. So I, I love where she comes from. Here's, what, here's a little bit about Nia. Do you, she says, do you feel like you're teetering on the edge of something new? Maybe your outward life, job, relationship, health is changing, or maybe your changes are more internal. It's you who are shifting in ways you don't fully understand. This can be scary and overwhelming place to be, even if you're ready to leap into whatever is next. Maybe you want answers so you can stop feeling uncomfortable and start feeling empowered. Maybe you want guidance on what steps to take so you can move forward with confidence. Well, you're in luck. This is what Nia does. Nia Claire is a gifted coach and spiritual channel and her services help you in getting clear with who you are and what you really want. And she does this in a a variety of ways. And so to connect with her, and I'd love for you to reach out to her. She's amazing. You can receive 30% off a one hour personal channeling session with Nia. It's regularly $200. You can use this code Ursula 30 to redeem the offer. And in the show notes, you'll see that we have information on how to book appointments directly with her. You can also find her at Nia, N-E-A at 
Nia, N-E-A-Claire.com. And Facebook, it's facebook.com, Nia Claire channel, so you can find it there as well. And I just realized that email address is actually Nia at NiaClaire.co. Okay, so reach out to her, take advantage of that. Her clients adore her, they love her, I think you'll love her as well. So with that, I'm excited to tell you about Laura because I get to interview her today. Everything at the Double Your Sales Now podcast is all about doubling your sales, what it really takes, what it took for people to do it. And Laura's story is amazing. Laura is a sought-after business strategist, keynote speaker, radio host, and author. After building and selling her highly successful multi-state technology services company, she started Wisdom Learned LLC, a company dedicated to educating leaders based on experience and wisdom learned in the trenches. Stewart is the author of Nautilus Award-winning number one international best-selling book, What Would a Wise Woman Do? Questions to Ask Along the Way, which was on the Amazon Woman in Business bestseller list for over 90 straight weeks at launch and continues to hit bestseller lists around the world. Through her weekly broadcast radio show, It's All About the Questions, her keynote speeches, books, seminars, training, and one-on-one sessions, Laura's mission is clear. Help people get off autopilot and create amazing, successful lives. And we all want more of that. At the end of the show today, Laura's going to tell you more about how to connect with her. She's got some special gifts. So definitely stay tuned until the end. So I just, we just have to dive in, Laura. I have, everyone knows we have the same set of questions that we ask, and then we kind of go down the rabbit hole and we go left and right. But I want to start with, you know, when you launched the business that you ended up selling, what limiting beliefs did you have about sales or selling in the beginning? And then after you sold the business, where did you end up with your limiting beliefs? And within that, I'd love it if you would share the story because my listeners, I know, would love to hear it. It's interesting that you asked me what my limiting beliefs around sales and selling were in the beginning versus the end because in the beginning when I started my tech company guardian angel computer services I had zero limiting beliefs and because I had zero limiting beliefs about selling clients just started coming right away and my revenues were insane I mean I hit six figures in in the first year of my business and never looked back from there and and had to keep adding staff and restructuring the business and doing all that stuff. But at the end, after I sold, I had massive limiting beliefs. And and I'll explain that in a minute. So I started my tech company when I took a package from my corporate job. I was working in a Fortune 100 company doing technology work. I had tons of certifications. I have a computer science degree and a technical writing degree, and I had a master's. So I had all these skills and they offered this amazing package for me to leave. So I said, you know what? I might as well take it because there's no better time to start my own company. What's the worst that could happen? I get a job again instead of being an entrepreneur. I loved it. It was this amazing, amazing journey. And then one day it wasn't. I had let go all of my employees because things just weren't working out. And I'm sitting there crying on the floor of my office wondering, now what? Do I just close the doors? Do I rebuild from where I'm at? Because things just really weren't working. I had gotten very sick and taken my eyes off the business at that point in time. And after about five minutes of crying on the floor, I realized I had so much business booked that if I didn't get up off the floor, what was going to happen to all of that? So I picked myself up, made some phone calls to a bunch of friends I know in the business, and they all dove in. Some of them were willing to fly in from out of state to help me service my clients. And I started thinking, 
this is amazing that I've got something here. I just need to pick myself up and say, what do I need? And then business took off again and my income doubled from that point on. It was almost like clearing house, Ursula, gave me the opportunity to rethink how I was doing business. Because after the, say the clouds cleared and I got over that hump of how do I service the clients I have, I thought about selling my company because I just was so tired. And I know that you've been in this business a really long time and there are moments where you question whether you should just continue what you're doing. And I actually approached people about buying my business at that point in time. And they said, well, you know, your business is worth about $25,000. And I'm like, well, this is crazy because I had had offers to buy my business multiple times before that, and it was significantly higher. So I started understanding why the business was not worth what I thought it was worth. And I realized it was because I didn't have these recurring revenues. I didn't have contracts. It was just sort of oh, this is a client now, this is a client now, this client keeps doing business with us, but they're not guaranteed doing business with us. So when I restarted from the ground up, it transformed the business and the revenues and then the values of the company at the same time. To the other part of the question about after I sold the company, I sold it after 15 years and I had partners and that's a whole another conversation that I've had partners, let go partners, brought partners on, let go partners. I have to tell anybody if they're thinking about bringing partners on board, don't call me. Let's talk (laughs) before you do that. (laughs) I brought them on for the wrong reasons. But when I sold my company and I decided to start a new one, I had massive limiting beliefs because I didn't have what I thought were the technical degrees to allow me to consult and work with other companies to grow their business. It wasn't truth, but it was such a massive limiting belief that I couldn't seem to generate any revenue whatsoever. I had written a book, it hit number one international bestseller status. It hit to the top of the charts, it won book awards for books that make a better world. But that wasn't to me something I could lock my hands around like all these technical certifications. And it's taken me a couple of years to really say, well, wait a minute, I ran a highly successful business with over seven figures in revenue. That gives me some sort of credentials, not to mention the the master's degree and the school of hard knocks. (laughs) Right. Well, for sure. And first of all, congratulations on all your business success and, you know, selling the business and then the book. And then I get it. Like I had the same experience. I mean, it wasn't my company, but I helped grow a, you know, a $20 million tech company. And then we, you know, we finally sold it. I went out on my own and I had a a major crisis of identity. It's like, who am I? I thought I was the president of a technology company. And it's crazy how that one belief or many beliefs or layers of belief can show up. So, so tell us a little bit about the new business that you started. What were you selling? And let's identify like what, when you look back, what do you think the number one limiting belief was? Like if you put it in one sentence, you know, was it about the certifications? What, what it really that stopped you from moving forward? Do you think the imposter syndrome, mm-hmm. I would say it was the number one limiting belief. Who am I to tell people how to run their business or to guide them through the levels? I don't have, I'm not a PhD. I, I don't have 
all this. I, I ran one company. So who <laughs> am I to, to help somebody grow their business? I'm only giggling because I just had this conversation yesterday with another client. I'm so glad we're talking about this because it's crazy, right? Especially women. I mean, guys, you guys, you guys tend to bounce back from this stuff a little faster. You don't take on these beliefs. And, you know, sharing on a different show, we were talking about the idea that, you know, as women, we haven't been in business the way we're in business today that long. I mean, it was only 40 some years ago that we couldn't even sign our business, a business loan by ourselves. We had to have a brother or a father or another male figure sign it with us. So, you know, it's, we, we don't give ourselves credit for what we have created. Meanwhile, only 3% of women business owners, as you know, make it over the million dollar mark and you did it. And yet here you are standing there going, who am I to do this? And so Laura, I'm sure there've been so many gifts for you in this journey. So many questions I want to ask you, I guess let's go there. Like on the other side, the experiences, when you look back, what did it take to break through that limiting belief? And what do you believe now? Oh, that's, that's an interesting question. So I loved your comment about the men not having as much difficulty with it. You know, when I started thinking through it, and I'll have to tell you that there's part of me that still struggles with the whole idea of the imposter, but I seem to be pushing through it a lot better than I was with this. I began to realize that when I ran my tech company, I consulted with CEOs of Fortune 10 companies. I became executive support for them. And, you know, when you're sitting there fixing somebody's computer and helping them map out strategies for their corporations, and you're working with small businesses who are just starting out and wanting to get over the hump, and they go, well, I need a computer. And you start thinking about it. I was not talking to them about tech, because for me, tech was a way to grow your business. What set my company apart from the average tech company was we were business focused. So I would ask them so many questions about their business and their business goals, where they wanted to be, how they thought they were going to get there, and then design technology that would help them there. But along the way, I had to, I found I had to work through some business blocks that they were having for themselves. They weren't seeing what was actually happening in their business, but because I was everywhere and my staff was everywhere in the company, we were touching every computer. So we were really seeing what people were doing. I was like coach confessor (laughs) consultant to major CEOs and CIOs and, and employees inside a business. I often helped staff end up starting their own businesses because they we would just talk. So as I started looking back at that, it helped me realize I do have skills and that this was just a limiting belief, as you put it. It was, a, as I call it, an, an ant, an automatic negative thought that was just cycling through my brain and I needed to stop it. And once I realized that, all of a sudden clients started coming on board who wanted help to take them to the next level. So... Isn't that interesting how one belief, this comes up so often on the show, one belief can keep us stuck. And a lot of times it's not even what we think it is, but imposter syndrome is, is running rampant. I mean, it is, it is everywhere. And I don't know, in fact, I'm trying to remember what article it was. I was reading about two very well-known movie stars, gentlemen in this case, who were in their 70s or 80s, and they were joking about imposter syndrome and how they still often had things come up where they, they felt like they didn't belong or who was I to have the success. And, and it just shocked me because I thought, gosh, is this something that we grow out of? 
I don't know. I think it shifts over time. So when you think about your business today, Laura, and your place in your business and your place in the industry, and I mean, you, you've won the awards, you've grown the seven figure business. I mean, looking in, we can all say, we can all say, here's the check boxes and you've done all of them plus, 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 plus you're an amazing human being. I love how you connect with people. You're so heart centered. I mean, now I'm just throwing all this at you. So but <laughs> well, thank how do you. you feel now? I mean, we can say this all day long, but how do you feel about you now? And how do you, what's your self-belief and how do you, you know, manage the mindset stuff that might continue to come up? Well, there's something that I didn't talk about yet that factors into a lot of this. For the last five years, I have been full-time caregiver for my mom with dementia and heart failure. And I got divorced in the middle of all this. So there were all these other emotional components of how do I run a business when I can't leave my mom alone? Wow. Yeah. So there was, and then the fact that my husband left. So I started thinking about all this and and my self-confidence was gone. So I wasn't just, and I had a lot of health issues. So at the same time, as I'm dealing with these mental ideas of my business abilities, I am trying to figure out how to take care of my mom dealing with the emotional loss that will come. And the fact that I can't just get on a plane and go keynote speak somewhere and a husband who left because it was too hard for him and blaming me for all of it. And the way I really honestly, Ursula began to get through it was my friends, my true friends, not the ones who were what I call the, the periphery friends, the ones that want something from you when you're at the top of your game. I'm talking about the friends who supported me when I was down when I couldn't, I almost didn't want to get out of bed because I couldn't understand why I was highly successful and then couldn't put two nickels together. It seemed like, and turn them into a thousand dollars. Like I used to be able to, I started doing things one moment at a time. I went, what is it that I love? Who am I when I'm at my best and how can I best help other people with what I've been through. And that was the thing that started shifting from things for myself. Um, a friend of mine said, Laura, you'd be a great radio host. You ask amazing questions and you actually genuinely care about the answers that people give to help them grow. And I was like, Oh yeah, right. Whatever. And she was like, really just start doing it. So she had a, a internet radio station and I signed on board and I did that for a year and I realized I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Things didn't go quite the way I wanted with it after I fell in love with doing radio, but I'd been interviewed several times by a local radio station here in town that broadcasts on iHeartRadio as well because it's a clear channel broadcasting station. And I approached them about having my own show and they loved the idea and they gave me a show. And now I'm an iHeartRadio host and I get to interview people for a living. And while I'm doing that, I get to help, you know, the thousands upon thousands of listeners who hear my show every day. And that to me was the big turning point that I can do what I love to do, make a difference by being myself. Mm, yes. Wow. Well, and Laura, what a great reminder of, in spite of like everything that's gone on in your life, you have 
repositioned, rebranded, you know, you've done whatever it takes to create a new business, create a new really business by design. And, you know, there, I mean, to not have to get on a plane, because there's advantages and disadvantages to getting on lots of planes, right? I mean, you're able to reach millions from where you live, which is phenomenal. And what a great compliment to you to have this show. I mean, it's incredible. And thank you for sharing the tough stuff. I'm telling you, like when I get emails from our listeners, it's always, they're most inspired by the stories of our guests who have, have gone through the tough stuff, have persevered, have come out the other side. And, you know, you're right. One of the things you said is so important about, you know, who you surrounded yourself with. You learned quickly, it sounds like, who your true friends were, but those were the people that lifted you up. And for everyone who's listening, like, you know, we're all super busy, but don't forget to cultivate those friendships. Those, you know, I, I had a friend one time who said, you know, you'll be able to count your top five friends on your hand, one hand someday, as you look back on life, the ones who were always there. And there's so much truth to that. So thank you for for sharing. And I'm curious, like, what I mean, your book is about wisdom and about asking questions. We're going to eat there in a moment, but this is a slightly different question before you share what you share in your book. But just from your own perspective, what is the wisdom that you've gleaned through your journey over the last, say, 10 years and all the things that you've been through? What do you know now? One of the biggest things I'd say I've, I've learned over the years is to trust myself more than I have in the last several years. When you asked me that first question about what were my limiting beliefs around sales when I started my tech company? And I said, there were none. It was because I knew, I knew that I was making the right choices and the right decisions. When I got into the company for a number of years and I knew there was something wrong with several of my staff, I didn't trust that gut. I didn't want to let people go because they had become friends. To me, they weren't just staff, they were family. And, you know, we hung out together. We did a lot of things together. Plus letting somebody go meant I failed. I made a mistake. When I finally sold my company, I realized I wanted to do it several years before I did. But I kept saying to myself, if I sell my company, I failed. And I couldn't wrap my head or slow around this concept that I created a million dollar company but yet I felt like a failure. And it's because I had all these preconceived notions of what success was. So the biggest thing that I've learned is I need to define what failure is for myself and what success is for myself. And then look at where those beliefs came from. Are they mine or are they somebody else's for me? It could be family members for you, or it could be what I call the collective of the world, you know, advertising the Mad Men era. They create this idea of what success should look like for people. And I got really up in that. Like this was my second divorce. My first divorce, it ended after four months, but we stuck it out for two years. I didn't really understand my why for getting married until somebody said to me, well, why I kept asking, why do I want to get married? The question I had asked myself was, why do I want to marry him? Not why do I want to get married? It's a variation on the theme, but a massive difference. So to understand your definitions of success and failure and the why behind them. And my big thing is you ask yourself why five times on the same, whatever you're looking for the why of, because by the fifth time you really get the answer. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. And 
phenomenal wisdom for all of our listeners. I have a feeling this is going to be one of those shows that people listen to a couple of times. So we're going to keep going because I have I have two really important questions I want to ask you. We're going to we're going to circle back to the sales portion and then we're going to tie come back around again to your the two things that you want to share, two to three strategies that you teach your clients. So back to sales. So either in your first company or in this business, looking back, what are the top two strategies that you use to double your sales? We're all dying to know. Maybe it's the tech company because you grew that one so fast. Okay. So the top two things I'd say that I did was number one, clean house, not only of the people in your business that are not serving you, but also clean house internally. And what cleaning house internally means is go back to the basics. What is your purpose for being in business? Understanding who you serve and then figure out the best way to take care of them beyond what they could ever expect. When you understand that, then you can really begin moving forward with the other part, which is that whole recurring revenue concept. You double your business when you serve people to the level where they keep wanting to come back. So how can you take whatever product or service you are creating that you are providing to your clients and keep them coming back for more month after month. Lock them into a contract that serves them and makes it easier for them to do business. With my tech company, I actually lowered my client's cost of doing business, which meant they could do bigger projects, which more than doubled my revenue with them and actually increased their sales revenue because I made it easier for them to do business. Wow. So you had a clear return on investment strategy for them. But I love what you're saying. So we'll go backwards. But number two was recurring revenue. So have some kind of recurring revenue model. But you said you said it so beautifully. Serve people to the level that they keep coming back for more. Oh my gosh, so tweetable. My team's going to have to grab onto that one for sure. And then one step back was to clean house internally and in your business. It's so true. I have to tie back to what you said about partnerships though, because I the people ask me this all the time, should I get a partner? My answer is always like, no, unless you have such a convincing and compelling reason, like maybe they're bringing a million dollars in business to you and it's such an even partnership and you guys get along really well and you're not best friends or something like that. Like there has to be such a good thing. But what did you learn about partnerships? That what I really wanted was somebody to help me in the business, not on the business, as Michael Gruber puts, but in the business. I wanted somebody to take the load off, sort of like a chief operating officer or a manager. I didn't want somebody that had decision-making authority over my bigger picture. Got it. And that was that a learning experience. Yeah, but that's such, that is so wise. Cause I think you're right. I think people think they're going to get a partner and they're going to take the load off them. And that's absolutely not what happens. It, it becomes more complicated. That person probably doesn't have the skills that you thought you wanted. That, that is, I'm going to repeat that advice and I'll definitely give you credit for that, Laura, because that <laughs> is amazing. So speaking of you as an expert, you're of course an expert in business growth, business strategy. Um, you're an author, you've done so many things, but if you would kindly share two to three strategies or two to three three things that you teach your clients, we would be forever grateful. Okay. It's so hard to, you know, limit them down. But the biggest thing I think, well, what my clients have said, the biggest thing I teach them is how to look at their why, how to look at the reason why they're starting their business or why they're struggling in their business. So I do an exercise called the five whys. 
And the first thing we do, and I love this from your books, is understand what their one great goal is. Most of them think that their goal is just doubling their sales. But as you speak so eloquently in all of your books, it's not doubling your sales. The greater goal is to make a difference in somebody's business. It's to, and it's okay to say your goal is to make millions of dollars, but there's some other purpose. There's some driving purpose in there. So I teach them how to unlock that piece. And like you, I use that whole idea of looking at yourself in the future and feeling where you're at. So that's one of the big pieces. And then the second piece is helping them look outside the picture frame. So I'll have them look at a situation that they're dealing with and then say, okay, pretend you're in a Harry Potter movie and you can move outside of your picture frame of your business and step out and look inside. What do you see? It's that taking yourself out of your situation and looking at it like Mr. Spock would look at it. It's just a bunch of facts and figures. Where do they factor into where your goal is? Can you now see what's happening internally inside yourself and inside your business? Those are the two biggest things to say help them. That's so phenomenal. Yeah, asking the whys, I love it. Getting clear on your goals. Thank you for sharing the one great goal message. We like that. We call that a divine download. I don't take credit for that. That came from above. And then looking outside, oh, it's such a cool way to do it. You know, I always ask people to stay outside themselves, but doing it in a way where you're looking through a frame or as if it's a movie, that's really, really powerful. In fact, I was just doing it myself as you were talking. I'm like, oh, I got to get back to this. I got to <laughs> Pull me out. So very powerful. Well, Laura, our time is coming to an end here, but I know our listeners are going to want to know how to get more from you. They're going to want to know how to get your book. I know you have some cool free gifts. So please share with us not only how they can get more, but also how they can connect with you. Sure. My, my book is available wherever books are sold. Amazon, Barnes & Noble, independent bookstores. I love to support independent booksellers. It's what would a wise woman do? Questions to ask along the way. And I have some, I'd love to offer to your listeners a, a 15 minute free consult with me. If you're feeling stuck, they don't know the questions to ask or the right people to ask them of. Happy to do that. Best way is reach out to me at Laura at laurasteward.com. And I'd actually set up a page on my website, laurasteward.com slash Ursula. And I'm going to put some other free resources for them, including a, a free workbook download that has a bunch of questions to help them get outside the frame and look back in. Awesome. That is phenomenal. We'll make sure that everyone can access those links and that information in our notes as well. So Laura, I want to give you an opportunity to just give one final piece of wisdom. You know, there's people who are listening who, you know, it might be their best day in business. It might be their worst day in business, or it might be somewhere in between. But for those who are, you know, are out there just wondering, why did I sign up for this? What was I thinking when I started my business? What is, what is, what are some wise words from you? The biggest wisdom I can offer to somebody is at the end of the day, trust yourself. You really know the right decisions to make, the right choices to make. And a choice is in a moment. It, in the next moment, you have several other choices. It's okay to change your mind. Whether you're a woman or a man, doesn't matter. We all have permission to change our mind because once we walk through that door of making a choice, there are more possibilities that unfold that we couldn't see before. So trust it and just move forward one step at a time. 
Phenomenal. Laura, I want to thank you for being here today and just touching our listeners. I know that you've moved them in some way. So thanks again for being on our show. Thanks for having me. It was always great to catch up with you. You too. And I want to thank all of our listeners. We're hearing from you all over the world. I know 26 countries are listening now and we want to thank you for that. Uh, Please send us your questions or however we can support you. You can email me directly at Ursula, U-R-S-U-L-A at salescoachnow.com. I'd love to hear from you. Our website is sales coachnow.com. And if you haven't grabbed it yet, if you go to our website, you can download our video series, Sales Secrets of the Top 10% for free. It's a $497 value. It's our gift to you. We want to make sure that we get that to you. And we have a couple sales camps coming up. We have New Mexico and then two more in Minnesota in the next couple months. So definitely check our website if we can support you in any way. We'll also be adding a one great goal retreat coming up in September. And let us know if you'd like to attend that. We have had people fly in for that. It's it's normally a $500 one day event and we are giving it away. So with that, I want to thank you again for listening. And we want to encourage everyone to make this your most epic year yet. Thank you for listening to Double Your Sales. To get even more information to take your sales to the next level, visit us at salescoachnow.com. That's salescoachnow.com. Join us again next week to learn how to double your sales.